Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I talked to Ben from the Barley and Me podcast about breweries versus bars. So we're here at a Claim Steak Brewery. Uh, we've got the host of Barley and Me, Ben Heidon. How's it going? Good Doing well. Nice to meet you. Uh, we haven't met before. We have no. some common ground with some common people, uh, not in the same fashions. No. You know Bobby for comedy. I know him as being drunk and funny. Yeah, and I know him as Robert. I'm like, who the hell's Bobby? <laughs> yeah, we had uh, some fun in college, uh, for sure. He lived in an apartment complex that was, I want to say, maybe half a block from our frat house. Okay. So I would get drunk and then jump the security fence, which made it very secure. Why couldn't he just let you in? You knew you. Because it was like 3 in the morning. I didn't actually let him know I was coming okay. over. I was drunk and angry. Someone had at some point very uh, much pissed me off and I was 21 years old and the best way of dealing with that was to run to Bobby's house, hop the security fence and knock on his door at three in the morning. He let me in. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just like I need to calm down for a minute. Just need to get out of the situation and calm myself down and then I'm going to walk back that half block. <laughs> his neighborhood, my neighborhood, wasn't exactly the safest either. Um, are you familiar where the Mushroom Lounge is on Kiefer? I am not. Not right. It's South Watt Kiefer Boulevard. Uh, right there. It's like the small Rosemont area. Okay. And there was a bar that you could go to that didn't card you. Nice. So everyone got in there at underage, underage all the time. And then uh, they closed it a few times. And the two I remember in particular had nothing to do with the bar. It's because in the parking lot, people were getting stabbed. Yeah, it was a nice neighborhood. And it was like, they get shivved with a flathead screwdriver. I mean, you got I have a flathead in my car right now. <laughs> don't have any knives, I never have any guns, but I got a flathead. So someone so gets you, at you, you just... Yeah, you just use what you got on you. <laughs> so it, I get, I kind of get that. But it was in the parking lot of the shell. Like, they weren't even part Wait, of the bar. I think I do know where you're talking about. <laughs> it's the only bar in the area, right? There's like nothing else around. Nothing There's at not all. not even like houses. There is. It's, well, there are ways down there. Yeah, they, if you turn left on the area, you have Frontage Road, and there's some house on that road, but then they're all behind the shopping center, and Robert, his apartment, was right in front of it. And, of course, it was, like, big gates and, like, spike tops, which didn't stop me, so... Yeah, whatever going to stop anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was a uh, fun times. So, Sounds terrible. <laughs> terrible area, but fun times. <laughs> oh, well, I figured that since... You have the specialty podcast with the name Barley in it. Yeah. You have to be a, a beer expert. Nope. <laughs> beer enthusiast, beer drinker, uh, friendly man about town. Okay. That's pretty much it. Uh, just, you know, if I'm a barfly, I talk to people. I, I get in trouble for that. I go out with uh, the girlfriend, fiance, whatever people want to call her, and uh, I talk to everybody. <laughs> and she's very, very mad at that. I'm like, isn't that why you're in a bar? Oh, hold on. Let me, uh, let me back up. <laughs> your problem is you're doing it with your girlfriend to strangers. I'm doing it with bar staff, with brewery ownership. I'm not doing it to the other patrons. I don't want to deal with those guys. <laughs> they probably got problems. They're here to be sad. I'm like, no, I'm just here to find out some information. <laughs> uh, see, but I'll do it with everyone. Yeah, I do a lot with the patrons. <laughs> and I, I do it because it entertains me. 
and I also like making people feel awkward in a public situation. See, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, being in public is a real trying thing for a lot of people. I'm just like, ah. Uh, see? Leave, you want to be up alone? I'll leave you alone. That's just... <laughs> see, and I'll jump into conversations, and then people will jump into my conversations, and yeah. like, not serious things. I'm not, I'm not trying to find oh, out yeah. about you and your wife and yeah. you and your... I don't, I don't care. But yeah, you talk you look, about something funny or something interesting, like, I'll chime in on that. Yeah, if you get, if you get an in, you're like, yeah. oh, I can carry this conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sports, pretty good intro. I'm good at football. Don't ask me about baseball, basketball. I couldn't give two shits about hockey. Can't even understand hockey. Yeah. I don't, Can't I, even fathom it. People love it. They tell me, oh, you've got to go to a game. No, I don't. I don't have to do anything. Like Game, Games are fun. I still don't understand. You can explain icing to me until the cows come home. I have no idea what... Like I've, It's been explained to me probably 15 times in my <laughs> life. Like, I'm not going to retain that. And it's so convoluted. Like, no, it's really easy. If you're behind the blue line and you're on defense, I'm like... The ball, the, the puck can move so fast. Like, how do you even know? When, like, I can't even imagine keeping yeah. up with what's going on in that game. It, between that and soccer and, like, the... Offside. Same thing. They're the same. They're fairly similar. What the f- How are you off? It's a gigantic fucking field. And you mean to tell me that if you're over here and I kick the ball way at the other end of the field, it's offside. I get the ball back and you get out. Like, yeah. how does this work? Yeah. It's like so. If the defender beats the offense towards where the offense is trying to get, there's a penalty. But how are you supposed to play defense? Yeah. The defense is generally between the goal and the offense. But if you get there. Too far back, too quickly. It's bad. I don't. I don't understand the rationale. I don't understand. It's like you can tell me what it is. It doesn't make sense, and it seems like an unnecessary stop to the game. I, I feel that they should have better rules. Yeah. Like if you get ahead of the offense and you're the defender, the offense gets to chuck you into the wall. Yeah. Or is it off- possible that the offense gets too far forward? Maybe I think it's the offense. Yeah. Isn't like okay, we beat the defense. We're being penalized. Like isn't that the point fault. of the game? That's is to get fault. ahead of them? Yeah. And score? Well, no, it's too easy. Well, it's not my fault. They're slow. Yeah. There's a reason for this. Like, do it. Judge what we were doing. <laughs> why, am I be, why am I being penalized for somebody yeah. else's mistake? I purposefully picked the fat guy. Yeah. I knew he couldn't keep up with me, and that's what I'm doing. And now it's my fault because he's slow. Yeah. You have to admit that is a wonderful game handicapping. Like, want to have a team full of fat slow dudes? Because you can't outrun them because it's illegal. It breaks the rules. Yeah. So these slow guys can just kind of keep meandering over. Yeah. Like that works. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. I'll, use, I'll like enter a conversation with like strangers if there's like an in. And yeah. uh, usually, usually. <laughs> In an antagonistic way, I'm usually if there's like two teams and they're like talking about a team that I don't like and they're talking about the team I like, I'll usually like butt in there. Uh, so. I'll, I'll do the poking of the bear things and I won't go directly after teams, but I will go directly after players. Um, like for right now, the big thing on my social media and everyone else's is um, AB. I'm a Raiders fan. I'm very happy right now. I bet you are, and I couldn't be happier to see it. It cracks me up that he is now a Raiders, that he left the Steelers, and they got, what, a third and a fourth round pick? It was a third and a fifth. Yeah. Awful. For AB. Like, are you kidding me? That's what you got? And they're like, let him go. I mean, at that point, just eat the money. Like, you're eating the money either way. Yeah. Why get rid of him? Have and the talent on your field. How many first round draft picks does Gruden have right now? Doesn't he have like 10 first round draft I mean, picks? He has a whole bunch. Like, he, you couldn't get one? He, he, got, he got a first rounder for a guy who was like almost like unplayable. 
And then he gets the, one of the best receivers for a third and a fifth. Yeah. What? My friends that are Steelers fans are losing it. I got us some oh, text messages yesterday. I need to send a text. You're right. Good point. I haven't rubbed it into anybody's faces yet. And see? I know plenty of Steelers fans. Got to do it. I haven't done it. Ah, uh, see. Oh, you know what? Let's just... And before the Steelers traded him, my favorite thing about the Steelers was Ben Roethlisberger. And it's not because of his ability to play. It's because he didn't rape the woman that he held in a bathroom with bodyguards and teammates outside of the bathroom. Right. He didn't do that. What? <laughs> so... You know, like, you know, like how you normally go in where you have it pinned in there and no escape. You know, yeah. like a gentleman would do. Yeah, but I didn't, right. didn't rape her. Right. And not that rape is condoned on by any means, but that's what I, like, I'll pry on for people. Like, oh, like, he's the greatest. I'm like, yeah, he's the greatest defender. He can do good holding. He's a quarterback. He doesn't need holding. No, no, not to the team to defend to some women in bars. Yeah. And they're like, you're a dick. I'm like, I didn't do it. Yeah, I'm not the one... I'm just reporting back. Yeah. And then people get mad at a uh, Patriots owner. They get mad at a... Uh, golly, I can't remember his name now. Robert Kraft. Kraft. Robert Kraft. I couldn't remember his first name. I'm like, not Bobby Kraft. Robert Kraft. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to me, Robert Kraft, to you, Bobby Kraft. Good friend. Good friend. Part of the podcast. He, Bobby uh... Oh, there you go. He's, uh... People are really getting on his case for pain. For a hand job. By the way, it lasted 14 minutes. That's good for an old man. The fact they know the exact minute of it is pretty funny. But they're getting on him for going into a massage parlor and paying for it. Well, they're patrons. They paid for it. He didn't hold someone in the bathroom. He didn't take her to a hotel room. He walked into a place that's paying the women to do it. Well, the problem Supposedly. there is that there's a concern that the women were it's human trafficking and they're forced to be there as opposed to there at will. And let's face it, Florida is an at will employment state, and that's really the problem we're having right now. Is were they there at will? <laughs> it is the oldest profession in the world, and even in Nevada, in the city of Las Vegas, it's illegal. It's legal outside of Las Vegas, which is funny because everything's legal in Vegas. But I, I would have to say there are probably more women in that field that are welcome to do it, that are okay with doing it because of what it is, and that's what they want to do, or they don't feel they have skills outside to go and put elsewhere. There is also a heavy problem in human trafficking, and I do understand that portion of it too. Um, that is my brother's profession. Not trafficking women, but the police part of it. Okay. I'm like, it's a good thing to announce. Yeah. So I, I do see both sides of it, but there are also sex workers that it, it's an option for a profession. Yeah. And no, it's not legal to do in the majority of the states, but it, you get paid to do what you enjoy. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, let's face it, there's a wage cap. It's like, this is how you're going to make money for the living that you think you're, you deserve. Like, that's... Yeah. I know this it's got it's a, lot of, a lot of bad stuff comes along with it, more often than not. But, yeah. I mean, if we're going to keep underpaying women... Well, they... I would assume they probably get paid more for that profession than men. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't partaken in either men or females to do this, so I don't really know, but I, know. I would assume... Yeah. It's an assumption, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
I guess we can get off the idea of prostitution real quick. That'd be great. <laughs> so, we're here at Claimsake. Uh, as everyone knows, I drink and order beer and alcohol, depending on name. And the one I came in for was uh, Max Payne. I didn't read the description. I know nothing about it. It looks like a hazy IPA. It looks like that. I'm assuming just by what it looks like, that's, it is what it is. Um, I did laugh with the bartender. Are they called bartenders from the just pour beer? Beer tender. Beer tender. Okay. I talked to the beer tender. I'm like, so do people just come in and ask for Max Payne? And you ask if they want it in the face or in the stomach? Because it feels like a weird thing to just come into a bar and ask for. Like, you just ask for an ass open and fucking. I would like the maximum amount of pain allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It, yeah, so here they name their beers after their patrons, which is always a pretty cool thing. Oh, that is very cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So every beer you'll see will have some reference to a name. So for Max Payne is named after Max Griffin, whose nickname apparently is Payne. Um, sure. I don't know how you get that nickname. I'm not sure why you're walking around with it. Like, I'm sure nobody's thinking he got that from the good things, but... Uh, <laughs> People were thinking maybe he was a wrestler. Maybe he brought the pain. He was a boxer. My parents would just call me a pain in the ass, but yeah, right. that name didn't stick, thankfully, so I'm all right. Yeah. So, uh, what do you have for yourself? Oh, I have uh, the Becca Phil's Chili. Becca Phil's Chili. Yeah, which is named after Becca and Phil Ackroyd. Uh, it's a uh, hatch chili lager, so a little bit of heat, very small, not much to it. Chili lager. Yeah. So it's actually brewed with chilies. Yeah. And it's not going to have too much heat like you would have to have. At, uh, I think Ballast Point is the one yeah. that has the habanero ones. Yeah. Which I tried. I didn't like that much. And I love hot food. That just tasted like it was hot to be hot. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I uh, ordered it one time. And the guy's like, you know what this is. It's a it's habanero inside of my pan. I'm like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> everyone who's ordered it has returned. They're like, uh-huh. He's like, do you want to taste? I'm like, no, I would like the whole thing, please. And he's like, I really need to tell you, you shouldn't do this. Like, I'm like, look, I've already had this beer. Just give me the beer. <laughs> like, he's like, it doesn't taste like an IPA. I'm like, I understand that. He's like, it's really habanero. I'm like, I know. Can you just give me It's on the freaking name. I get it. I'm like, but to be fair, like, I get why people don't like that beer. Because it is, it varies the IPA flavor. It's all habanero. It's watery. It's not a good beer. Yeah. But I also love spicy food, so I'm like, yeah, just give me the thing. See, I like and spicy I've had food, it and I'm gonna drink it again. I, I might try it again if I paired it better with the food I was eating with, but I was eating it with something spicy at the same time, yeah. so it was just hot on hot on hot. Yeah. And it is a dubious beer because you drink it, and it's nice and cool and crisp like a beer would normally be when it hits your tongue, and then it just keeps heating up yeah. and heating up. And heating up, I just stop drinking, so you drink to stop the burn, and then it just compounds yeah. upon itself. Yeah, it does. So it, it, it was rather funny. <laughs> I love that part of it. I don't know if I'm with me. Like, like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm I, on board. I definitely took the label off and put it in my beer fridge in my house, just because people come over and drink beer. Mm-hmm. And so they ask, what is this? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's probably like a ballast point or something. Okay, just to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's, That's terrible. It, it's a dick move. It was worth it. It was fun. Yeah. I think my next move is to stick on the spicy is to make a, for summer, a chilled cucumber soup, which sounds very nice and refreshing. But I've learned if you put pickled jalapenos 
into a pressure cooker to make soup, which I tried to do. The vinegar, which already denatures the protein, science, <laughs> it like, completely annihilates the jalapeno. You can't see it. It's not even flecked in there. It's now just spicy water. Okay. So I'm going to do an entire jar of jalapenos in water in a pressure cooker for about 20 or 30 minutes just so it's completely annihilated. There's nothing in there. Are you going to do a whole jar? A who? A whole jar? Yeah, maybe half. But yeah, we'll see. And then I'm going to make the same water you put in to get a cold cucumber soup. And I'd put all that together. So it's almost like a gazpacho would be for cucumber yeah. soup. Except it's going to be hot as balls. Yeah, you're a, jalapeno. <laughs> you're a monster. And I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm going to tell this to all your friends. <laughs> Just so they know. This, coming this summer, stay away from the soup. Yeah, don't eat the cucumber soup. Yeah. And what's going to happen is... Are you going to be balancing it with actual water so it's not just spicy water? Well, yeah, it's got to be the water well, yeah, in yeah, the hot gonna, gonna And then it's going to have water. to be cooked in whatever else is going to be cooked for with the uh, cucumbers and all the other spices and water in there. So, so you're going to have regular untampered with water also? Possibly. So no. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know yet. I think, depending on how much water I use, I might just jar some up and keep fire water on my fridge. Okay. So that I can essentially pour fire water into other things. Okay. And heat that up. That makes more sense. That's for as you like it. <laughs> exactly. Not a torture fridge. But, but like, like if you want to make like Bloody Marys, like need a little heat. Yeah, exactly. And that would work out well if you're throwing anything else you're going to make. Kind of throw them with it. Have just emulsified water with a ton of jalapenos. And I would hope the longer it sits there, it gets better. And if not, then I'll just throw some habaneros in there or ghost peppers in there and then shake it up and pour out over that. Uh, Someone was telling that their family did that. Like, that was like a... I want to say it was like a Mexican or an Italian thing. I don't remember who I was talking to, but they just filled a jar full of peppers. And then just filled the water. Filled with water and then shook it up and put it on the fridge. And when they wanted something hot, they'd shake up the jar and pour it out into things and then close it back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it would work. Seems logical. Yeah. I just want to fuck with people. Yeah. I want to give them spicy, hot soup and then follow it up with a jalapeno beer. Nice. Oh, like, is that hot? Just drink the beer. Just drink the beer. Yeah, just drink the beer. It'll help, it'll help you. It'll help you. You're a monster. Yeah. There will be a lot of pain to people's buttholes that day. It's gonna be the, next, <laughs> the next day, please. The ne- well, it depends on how fast it goes through. I don't know. That's true. That's true. For me, it's the next day. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's kind of where I come through when it comes to comes to drinking. When it comes to beers, when it comes to wines, I'll buy pretty much upon the name. I do like IPAs, and it's not because I'm a hipster. I don't like the hipster trend of things either. It's not my favorite thing. I don't have a handlebar mustache, so it doesn't work out for me. I just like IPAs because they're a little bit I don't know, thicker, meatier, I guess, a little bit more palatable versus watered-down kind of thinner things. I'm not a huge Sours fan. I don't like drinking Warheads. And on keg at home, on a 90% of the time, I've got Corona. you got what? Corona. Okay. It's Mexican piss water. And it's fantastic because I can drink a lot of it and not feel weighed down. Yeah. Uh, too many IPAs kills my tongue. Yeah. And I can drink it with pretty much anything. It's not like a bad parent for most of anything. And it's better than Coors Light and Bud Light. 
Depends on your palate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's just so funny. I think people are like, I'm a Miller guy, I'm a Bud guy, I'm a Coors guy, or I'm a Corona guy, or a Pacifico. <laughs> like you, I like how the drink you went up with the Pacifico. You can't like two of them. You can only like one of those. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Ford or a Chevy guy. You can't like the other one. Yeah, not allowed. See, and it's not like I'm anti anything else. Again, it goes back to college. I grew up in a frat house. I grew up in a frat house. I went to college yeah. in a frat house. Born and raised, frat house. Exactly, frat lifestyle. And uh, you go to the garage after a partying, and it smells like stale Coors Light. And we drink warm Coors Light because the store didn't have a chilled 30-pack. So we're playing beer pong with a lukewarm 30-pack. Yeah. So it's just, I can't take that in anymore. I can't do it. So I, I don't do the Coors Light, and the Naughty Ice was the other one we'd go for. I was never a huge Bud fan. Miller's perfectly fine. I know nothing against Miller. When I was 19 years old, I'd buy like 28 packs of MGD because I thought it tasted better than Coors and Bud. Coors makes me throw up. It's like psychosomatic. If I have a Coors, I'm going to throw up. So Coors is good talk. First few times I had it, I threw up. But it's because I was already like (laughs) just fucking wasted. I'm like, Coors, this is where we're at. And I would throw up and now like I can have it sober. I'm like, nope. I gotta go. If I can't, like in my head, it's just like. If there's something else to choose, I'll choose something else. If that's all we have, it's at someone's house or someone's picked it up or they've got a keg of it for their wedding or birthday party, funeral, divorce, whatever it is. If that's there, I'm fine with it. I'm not gonna not do it just out of spite. That's a dick move. <laughs> you have a reason why. You have like a whole like mental process yeah. that doesn't allow you to do it. Yeah, like I, I literally can't do it. Yeah, see, I, I'm fine with doing it. I think if I'm gonna go as cheap as cheap can be, and I talk about this with uh, Bum Wine Bob, I'm totally okay for PBR. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I'll drink a PBR. I'm not even mad it's Russian. It wears me out, but yeah. Yeah, like it's so weird how that's come back. Cause, like when I was a kid, that's what like my aunts and uncles were drinking, you know? <laughs> like, redneck aunts and uncles going out in their beater pickups out in the middle of nowhere and drinking some PBRs and like, oh, like, yeah. uh, I don't want to be like those guys. <laughs> and that was like the cool thing to drink. It's like, what, what is happening? Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly when it came back to being like a in-crowd thing to do. I'm also blaming that on the hipsters. That's but fair. it, I knew when I worked in hospitality uh, through college, the bar and restaurant I worked for special PBR in their bar like they had the whole back of the bar stacks of tall boys and I was like that's odd for a very large conglomerate to be repping PBR alright but there's a bar here in town um, press club press clubs always had tall boys yep. so we get just smashed and then in order to like maintain the buzz and not to crash Three dollars, tall can. Yeah, you're good to go. I think that's where like my affinity started with it because we'd go out there and I used to know the bartenders out there, so we'd go hang out with the bartenders before shift, get our hand stamped so we don't have to pay cover. We'd do like the walk around the whole area and go back to press. Have a tall boy with the bartender. He'd get off work. We then go to Benny's. We go with all the other bartenders and we could hang out at Benny's like four or five in the morning. Then we just sideways walk to our friend's apartment, crash on the couch, wake up at 8 in the morning, go get brunch, and start all over again for a Sunday. Now, would you go to Zebra Club for this brunch? I didn't go to Zebra Club for, lo- for 
for brunch only because I didn't like the owner breaking out the dildo. <laughs> God. Yeah. That, that sounds like it's real. That sounds like that's probably true. He, he had a big one under the bar. He'd wave it around, like hit people with it. I'm like, I'm out. I never hear. Okay. I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to get mad because you're going to try to hit me with a dildo. I don't know where this thing's been. No one does. Yeah. Don't hit me with your dildo. <laughs> I think that's a pretty reasonable thing to request. Yeah. Excuse me, I would like, I prefer you did not hit me with a dildo. Okay. Yeah. Like, you hit me with that, I hit you with mine. And mine's a fist. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, so hipster of you to have a fixing. Give options. Now, we didn't go into like small, um, I have the name of it, but it was almost like a little small old school diner. Was it on uh, 20th? I think so. Like, just like greasy spoon type place? Yes. It just run a business. I'm very sad. It was great. I loved it. It was. It was like eight bucks for like a good breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that place called? Oh, we're both monsters. <laughs> doesn't exist. Very sad. I was very sad to see it go. It, I'm wondering maybe they raised the price on them because of Midtown in the yeah. arena, which yeah. I don't Sounds find like a great thing because the parking pisses me off. Yeah. But that's another story. <laughs> yeah. The price outs are just getting insane. And I worked in Midtown for a long time. And the restaurant I worked at was right next to the arena before they demolished everything. Yeah. And at that time, parking I think, meters stopped at what, 6 or something like that? 6.30? Maybe 8. Yeah, six. maybe 8 for like some nights. But I paid like $85 a month to have a parking garage spot, which now I think they bumped up to like $120, $150 for employees. Yeah. I don't even know if they let outside people do it because now it's parking like 24 7. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. You have to pay to go to work, yeah. to go there. There's a discount rate. My favorite thing is they were they made an announcement like, we're going to be raised. At one point they said, they went on the record, that uh, the money collected from parking fees would not be used to fund other programs. It would only be used to fund parking enforcement. I'm like, then cancel it. Yeah. Because if you don't bring in money, you don't need to pay for parking enforcement. Yeah. Done. Why do we have any of it? If it's only going to be used to pay for that, then why have it? Yeah. it it's like, because you're using it for other things, you just don't want to tell us that. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's annoying to I'd be... I'd be happier if you said, we're using it for other public programs. I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, so you're, you're taking it to fund the schools in the area, you're going to give it to low-income, there's that, or to right. patrons there, yeah. But that's no, fantastic. For the guy that mocks you when he sees you walk up to your car with a ticket, yeah. we're, oh, we're, we're only using this funding for that guy. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not on board for For that. his raise. Yeah. It's like PG&E. They just burned down how many homes and now they're giving out like, what's the heck, half a billion dollars in uh, bonuses? No. That goes back somewhere else. Yeah. Again, a a different tangent for a different time, but my favorite thing about the parking for Midtown is they've said for years before the stadium was even built that they were going to look at getting a shuttle program or a location where all the people that work there can park in park for free or for a monthly use and then a shuttle will take them to the location for work. Yeah. They're still giving people that same BS line. Yeah. Meanwhile, they've increased rate of parking for people that yeah. work there. And as a hospitality worker for a long time, you get paid on some nights minimally if there's no one yeah. there. So you're actually paying money to go to work. Yeah. Because you work there for a four hour shift, $12 an hour for parking. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It just... I don't get that. 
But I am, I will say this, I was staunchly against the stadium, because I thought it would just affect traffic so badly. I will say it's done pretty well in like minimizing the effect of traffic that I thought was going to be a fucking nightmare. Well, you combine that with the, the um, funneling down of J Street. So towards 80, a business 80, yeah. they went from like the three lanes really to the two lanes. lanes. Yeah. So it, it, that still was a cluster when that happened yeah. to go through. And I think now that you can drive through where the mall was, it gives them a better idea close towards the stadium. But it's still a bear to get through. It's still not easy to kind yeah. of drive through. But it's not as bad as it could have been. Yeah. Which, like, that's pretty surprising. I thought it was going to be a complete nightmare every time. Yeah, I, I don't go down as much as I'd like to have been going down there. Now that we have a house out in this area, and we just don't typically go that far out of it. Plus, we've got the barrel district. We can come out here and drink and go through here. Yeah. And then if we want to get, like, boozed up, we just go up the street to players. Okay. And you can dress like an asshole and still be let in because no one cares. Right. You don't have to put on nice clothes and shoes. <laughs> yeah. And you can just go up the, like around the corner and get those delicious margaritas over at Carmelita's. Yes. Have you had those? I have. We love Carmelita's. Yeah. The place is fantastic. Their margaritas are ridiculous. Yeah. But we'll still go down all the way down uh, Sunrise to uh, El Tapatio. Okay. Because they have happy hour. Yeah. And they've got early happy hour. They stop late happy hour technically in the shop. But if you go on their website, late night happy hour starts from 7 to 9. <laughs> or something to close, something like that. So I've gone there a few times. like, oh, no happy hour. I'm like, it says right here. I'm like, oh, the owner hasn't changed that. Well, we got to give it to you. I'm like, all right. Nice workaround. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you said it here. We're here to drink. We're not going to not drink. Like, we're here for it. So might as well do it. But that little area, this little area, it's a fun place to get to. But you were just up in, uh, was it Eldorado Hills? Yeah. For uh, the Brewers. Maze? Mirage. Mirage, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So how was that one for it? Oh, man, that place is the best. It's so good. But, like, I can't be getting smashed every, every you know, it's a long trip. It's a long trip to get up there. So I got, like, a half pour or something. I'm like, I'll get cans to go. I'm a responsible adult <laughs> now, you know? Like, what are you getting a half pour? Oh, the most potent thing you have. But, like, you know. We're, <laughs> like, a responsible adult. Be a responsible guy. We'll do this one. That's, I kind of like that having the Barrel District here and being as sprawled out as it is and talking to uh, beersandsack.com. I name drop his thing a lot. He actually likes to have it go through and he's helped me with a few things, so I'm not going to be mad at that guy for it. But he does a lot of local things with all local brewers. And so I talked with him a few episodes ago. His career is now that website. Yeah. That's fantastic. So his job is to go out and drink with people and help supply kegs out to, you know... Business events, private events, public events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's fantastic. And for someone that had zero uh, history in hospitality and going into doing that and him and his wife's career, that's fantastic. But His goal is just, hey, where can I find beer? And now it's like, no, no, we'll get you beer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is awesome. He is the ultimate, like, middleman for beers. And... His repertoire of knowing everyone in between. I mean, I think he's at what 50 miles around Sacramento. He's got some sort of connection with the breweries out there and these owners. Like, it's not just a, I want to put you on a phone list and call you when I need you. He actually knows people by name and can go out to places like yourself and 
be able to walk into places. Yeah. You guys have uh, done it enough times for professions and hobbies where you weren't like me in college, where I'd walk in and everyone knows my name like it's fucking Cheers, because I've spent a lot of money and I get drunk in the bar yeah. and they know my name. Yeah. Which I love, by the way. Not that I was a reckless drunk in college, but everyone in college that I know drank and we drank to excess to some point because you went to school, you worked a part-time job, so what do you do in the free time? You drink. Yeah. And you hang out and party. That's college. It's normal, it's college. So it was nice to be able to walk into a bar on a Thursday night into the bar full of people and walk in the bartender looks at me and I put my hand out and she already knows I'm there, hands me a drink over everybody else and I'm not paying for that drink yet. I'm waiting until everyone's gone from the bar, throw the money for the drink, throw her a good tip and walk out of the bar. Uh, I remember this. I went to uh, Colorado uh, one time, and I was staying with a brewer in the region. Uh, his brother lived out there, and so we met up. And he's like, we met up at a brewery, at True Brewing, T R V E is a metal bar, like heavy metal brewery, awesome stuff, <laughs> great beers. Uh, and he's like, he's like, how about you buy the drinks here, and then we'll go to Falling Rock, which is like the premier beer bar like in America at the time. Oh, nice. He's like, you and I'll get it, the tabs there. I'm like, sounds good. So we ordered some beers, like, you know, thick stouts, just like really great stuff. And I pay like 65 bucks for some beers and like a bottle to go. And we go, and we head over to Falling Rock. And we're ordering all these beers and talk and talk to the owners, just doing all this stuff. And then at the end of the night, we go close out and he's like, uh, three bucks. Like, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. But see, it's nice to have those kind of connections when you go into places and you only get that by being a patron for that many times even if you know people you can get a, kind of some sort of hook up with it but that's how it was where I went to Midtown friends and get the bartenders and I get a, a full pint of uh, whiskey and a splash of coke what is with you and Bobby and this full pint of whiskey you guys keep having to reference receiving you didn't get that? I, I don't drink it uh, uh. I don't screw with it. I'm bad at liquor, man. I can't do it. Oh. I'm just beer and nothing else. Whiskey is my love. I do it. I keep a few handles of Crown Row at the house at all times. But he was talking about that. He went to a show in Las Vegas. He's like, oh, you're a comic? And he just filled a glass. Like, that's how am I supposed to perform after I drink a glass of whiskey? Like, I bet he did just fine. I think he just left it alone. Did he? <laughs> Take a sip. Go on stage. Like, I'll get to that later. That's not... That's not for right now. I have... He's like, I hear it's better when it's warming up anyway. I'll just... <laughs> just get the aromatics in there, yeah, kind of work yeah. with it, and it'll be fine. I, I've always had a high tolerance for alcohol. And I, at a younger age, considered it a very big blessing. Because I can drink and drink and drink and be fine with it, and not, you know, be annihilated or pass on someone's couch. No one's writing penises on my face with Sharpie or taking my shoes, stuff like that. Uh, as I got older, I start to find it as more of a detriment. Yeah. Because now I've got to drink more to accomplish the same thing as everyone else. It's more expensive to right. do, which is not... So you have better taste now. Yeah. So you're buying higher-end stuff. Yep. You're like, I can't be dropping 50 bucks yeah. tonight. And just my own tab. Like, yeah. it's not even, like, our tab. This is just my, like, whiskey tab. Yeah. And people are like, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Just keep it, keep it coming. Keep <laughs> it coming. I think the funniest story I've got even with that is... Uh, and the girl was very offended that we weren't dating at the time but uh, I had left a bartending job I was working at 
and a girl and I just stopped seeing each other that day. Wasn't really heartbroken over it. It was offensive to me, but I wasn't like sobbing about it, but I played the card really hard behind the bar. And that night I made about $2,300, $2,600 in tips. Good God. Yeah. It was a good day. Jesus And uh, well, I worked for a high-end private uh, country club. So the patrons were there already. And it was a $100 tip every single time when they heard, oh, you, you guys broke up. I'm so sorry. Here's this. Go have fun night. So I did. And at the time, it was um, Sunrise further down by the mall. And I think a while ago it was called Sandbar, but before Sandbar it was some other bar. And the upstairs loft was a tequila bar. I dropped two grand on tequila. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. I, I had some short Joe Pesci motherfucker very angry at me because I'm talking to what at the time apparently was his girlfriend or something, I don't know. But she, I pulled the dick move, which pulled out a wad of cash and put it on the bar and say, fill me up. Because <laughs> I really wanted the attention. I, I was looking for it. So I got exactly what I was paying for. <laughs> and uh, she was talking to me and this Joe Pesci comes up and it's like, she's with me. I'm like, I appreciate you for, for bringing her in for me. Thanks. Do you need a taxi? And the guy looks at me. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And he walks out. And I'm thinking I'm winning. And I didn't win too much because he got the bouncers, which in my drunken state looked like WWF, like fighter. What was it WWE now? Yeah. Fighters. These are like big, bumbling dudes. And so I grabbed my wad of cash before they could make me pay the bill. Yeah. <laughs> so I could throw me out. I saved money this way. <laughs> so I, I kept talking to them and calling them WWF rejects and steroids, small dick people. Regardless to say, they picked me up. I'm six foot one, 215 pounds. And they picked me up like I was light as a feather and threw me out of the bar. So my friend paid his small tab and we just left there and went down to On the Y and finished the night. That place I do know. Yeah. (laughs) It, It was a fun night and she was like, you spent how much on a bar tab? Technically nothing. Did you hear the story? <laughs> I was like, I would have been about $1,800 on the bar tab. She's like, who does that? I'm like, me. Why? Why did you save the money? I was 22 years old. Yeah. And I made over $2,000 in one night. So what do you do with $2,000 in one night when you're 22 years old? You spend it. That's what <laughs> yeah. you do. That's what you do when you're young. Yeah. Like, I have money. Well, I need to get rid of this. I can't be having this around. I'm can't. irresponsible. What's well, a bank account? Who's going to trust me with this later? Yeah. <laughs> do something right now yeah. <laughs> and you felt like offended if you couldn't spend all one sitting like I'm going to buy a booth how much is a booth 1500 I got like a thousand dollars left we're going to do it this another bottle why does a bottle cost a thousand dollars by the way I have I've never done it <laughs> I, I have a co-worker who'll tell me I'm like, I'm like why what what is the point of that I don't understand it at all it we were at a my girlfriend and I were at Punchline last night and we saw that they have uh, Dom Perignon for 300 bucks a bottle. And then, so we're with comics, and she's like, does that only count as one drink with a two drink minimum? <laughs> <laughs> like, you buy a bottle of Dom, like, you still, you owe us one more. Also, your party here, they still need two. <laughs> Give me a water and get the fuck out of my face. Oh, that's great. Now, Punchline, how about Arden? Yeah. I used to work right uh, down the hallway from there. What is... Now no longer sleep train. Uh-huh. Mattress um, fur. 
Yeah, on top of where the Ulta, I think still is or was. No, it's not. It is now a fish restaurant. It's a what? It's a fish restaurant. That's stupid. It's really good. Is it? (laughs) But I worked in a restaurant right above that restaurant. And it was a horrible place to work at. The guy was just an asshole that owned it. And he's been kicked out of three restaurants since then. Nice. But the benefit was that it was open Thursday through Saturday. And it was a to catering... To match up with this punchline schedule. Exactly. And it, the rest of the days were a catering company. So it was me, the bartender, and one waitress that worked there in the front of the house. That was it. And so it was probably about the size of inside a claim stake here was the restaurant at some eating and dining area and bar. So three of us can run that thing hard. And then we had the cooks and stuff in the back. But we would drink with all the comics before they'd go on stage. And then they'd get off and they'd come back in afterward because Punchline wasn't giving them booze afterward. So they would come and drink with us afterward. And we would just stay there until 3, 4, 5 in the morning drinking with all the comics and having a good time. Lisa Lepinelli is that vulgar in person. She really is. I thought it was like a stage thing. Maybe even talking to us, she's still on her stage presence, but she really is that kind of individual. I think my favorite person to drink with, uh, Louis Black. That guy's fucking hilarious. He he also is an asshole. Super nice. The guy I couldn't stand um, on the second come around of the man show, not Joe Rogan, but the other guy. Adam Crow. No, no, that was the first. That was the first um, round of the man show. Joe Rogan and some other guy did it after Adam Carolla and uh, Jimmy Kimmel left. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He was a prick. <laughs> we did not give him much booze. <laughs> Be nice to get all you can drink. Mean, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it just wasn't a nice guy. It just wasn't a huge thing. But I, I met a lot of comics out there. It was really cool, dude. Went up knowing the uh, management over at Punchline, so like, we have tickets for whomever you want to come see this and that. And I think the only time I remember being there when I worked in that area was um, Bobby Lee. Uh-huh. And Bobby Lee was there, and I don't know why, but I guess I laughed too hard after one of his jokes. So for the rest of his set, he's picking on me for being the gay guy in the audience. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, every single time. <laughs> Apparently, I've got that look. It, it is what it kind of goes with. The Nick look. Yeah, the Nick Swartzen look of sucking dicks. So, it works. But I love Punchline. It's a great place to be at. It's a good place for it. Um, so, I know you put on a lot of events for Bob and some other guys, too. How often do you also on stage with them? Um... Robert's kind of one of my go-to guys to have, if I have a new room going, I'll usually try to book him out. Um, I'm actually bringing back a show next month in, um, name of town, Clarksburg. Clarksburg, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just off the five, little tiny, like, along the river. Yeah, some good wineries out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, they're known for their wineries, yeah. So it's a Hussex Tap Room. Bring back a thing I call Cutthroat Comedy. Nice. Where six comics do in ten minutes. You pay five bucks to get into the show. You're given five tokens. Distribute as you see fit to the comic you like or the comics you like. But there's six of them. And you have five tokens. So you can give five tokens to one person. You can give one token to five people anywhere in between. But no matter what you do, you got to look one person in the face and go, you're not worth a dollar. Like, and that's super fun for me. And so uh, Now, are, are each of the comics like standing in front of like their buckets? Yeah. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, oftentimes they'll wander away, but like their faces on the bucket and everything like that. Yeah. But uh, we awesome. did. I did that a few years ago. We had uh, for a little bit another place that wasn't really supportive of the show at all. Uh, we did it on their like back patio. And nobody ever. They didn't promote it. Nothing like that. Um, but the first one we did, Robert was on that one. Uh, with a few other comics. Anyway, at the end of the show, we're all hanging out talking to the two audience members who had a great fucking time, you know, <laughs> had a blast. And uh, we're all ha- talking, hanging out, and all of a sudden we hear this s- slamming sound. <laughs> and uh, someone had been hit by the light rail up front. Oh. A car had been hit. And. I blew on the car, by the way. I don't even know the scenario, I didn't have another scenario, but you know there's tracks there. Yeah. Like, and it didn't come out of nowhere. You can see and There's hear it. There's a bar that goes down. Yeah. I full heartedly blame it on the car. Hopefully no one died. Uh, they did. Oh, uh, it sucks yeah, for that yeah, guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there's a place for you. But, uh, so, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, you know what I should do for the first one I'm bringing back? Bring the same comics in. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him there's no trains anywhere. But I was, I was like, hey, I, I messaged Robert. I'm like, hey, man, I have a train wreck of a show idea for you. Yeah, you're oh, down for it. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, because I'm a terrible person, you know? Like, it's, I'm a pretty good person, but, like, everyone's smiling. Like, You've got my mentality on this. Like, life's funny. Just kind of go with it and roll with it. You can't yeah. change it. Yeah. Things happen. It's a good show concept. We've done it a few other places. I've done really well. It's just they're too far away to really keep doing it. Now, will this be on your website? Will this be on... Anywhere else to find it to find out about the cutthroat comedy stuff? Uh, I don't have a website. I'm very lazy. Uh, just Instagram, okay. Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. So if you're looking to have uh, those links, what I'll do is we'll put your handles for every social media I can find of you. We'll put it in this podcast description that'll be downloadable for iTunes. Also, make sure to check out thehermanjames.com. I'll have it listed under this episode on the homepage. Find out from there. Uh, between now and the time I post this, I'll do some uh, Google searching because I'm not a tech-savvy individual and Google fucking figures everything out. Yeah. And I'll find whatever we can find out, put it on there as well. Yeah. Just if people are looking to have that individual tangible idea for it. Or just be a nice person and, and follow you yeah. on your Instagram and on your It'll Twitter. It'll be really obnoxious. It's just me promoing. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not big on pictures. I'm not big on posting. And so it's like... If I'm going to post something, it's like, here's a promo. I have an episode coming out. I have an episode I recorded. I drank a beer that I enjoyed. Uh, here's a comedy show I'm doing. Like, it's just... I, there's, and, like, anybody will tell you, you can't... That can't be what you do. You have to put in some personal stuff. I'm like, I don't have time for that crap. Like, you need to put out stories. and like, I don't want to do that. Like, well, it comes down to, honestly, how many people are reading stories? Everybody. I don't read a fucking thing. My job, my regular... Like, like Instagram stories, you know, like, you know, quick, funny clips or whatever. I, I don't do it. If it's not on, like, a video, I'll, and it, if you have a picture of something that looks pretty interesting, I'm probably going to stick it on that for a second, take a look at that. And if on the picture, you have, like, verbiage, like, this day, this time, this whatever, cool. If the comment below it has, like, half a page of writing intact, I'm not reading that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. And I don't expect anyone to do that for my stuff either. Yeah. Anyone that's been looking through my social media, you don't see much of anything on there. What you'll see for when I post new episodes, it's the description that's in iTunes. It's posted as the description yeah. comments yeah. in yeah. like Instagram yeah. and Facebook. And that's really it. But I don't, A, I don't want to spend much time putting into it because 
it takes you half of a second to flip through 14 posts. Yeah. So why put all that in there? The whole idea of search engine optimization sounds great in theory, but the reality is I don't think most people give two shits. Yeah. I don't know the last time I searched a hashtag to be like, what's, what's, who's posted with this hashtag? Yeah. But you still got to do it, yeah. just because there are apparently people that do that. There are. And I am still new to the hashtag game. I still call them pound signs because oh, that's no. the fuck it is. <laughs> oh, no. And oh, no. I, don't, I don't do what the people say when I'm talking to them in person. I are uh, No, don't. <laughs> and they go, hashtag this. No, we're talking in person. Yeah, we don't. No, 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 I, can't, the, I, can't click your, I can't click your... What you're saying, you understand that I can't click that for more results. Yeah, although I do like uh, it was a progressive commercial, and I'm like, I'll tell people they say, I'm like, I unfriend you. <laughs> That's the best way of doing it. Um, I'm out of beer, so I need to grab a drink. Do you want to grow your podcast audience with social media networking? Check out thehermanjames.com and get our podcast social media marketing checklist, the best encompassing and detailed podcast checklist to get you on everyone's radar, thehermanjames.com. All right, and we are back. We've got ourselves a refill here. And I, uh, for a choice of name, and I really should honestly look at what I'm ordering, like to make sure... Actually, I don't really care that much. People say don't like mix like your liquors. Like, don't do lights with darks, and don't. I, I don't know if that applies with beers. Beer for like never been sick or that kind of thing. Yeah, but that never bothered me. I, I, I you pre-party with like whatever you had on hand, and that's kind of how my my system kind of went through things. But they also have like, don't cross your liquors over. Don't get like, don't do vodka and whiskey. Don't do tequila and anything else. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's never worked that way. Well, when it comes to beer, I don't know if it's like, if you start with a light beer, don't go to a dark beer. If you don't, dark beer, don't go to a light beer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you mentioned before, like, the palate fatigue that happens. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, there's certain things, like, ideally you want to you, you start light and move to dark, but the way beer is now, it's, the palate records are kind of in the middle as opposed to at the end where they used to be. So, I don't know. To me, I mean, I wouldn't put... A sour and an IPA next to each other. No, but I've Pretty definitely done that because it's weird though. It's a weird experience. Well, it's it's also weird for me because you can go from an IPA to a sour, but you can't go from a sour to an IPA. That's that's too much. And see, and I think it would be the other way around. The IPAs are so much heavier on the palate that by taking a sour after that, I call it having dead tongue. It's almost like eating out someone that's got a really gnarly fucking smell. I'm assuming. I wouldn't know for sure. <laughs> That's exactly what I would use for. That's, that's how I want to class this beer right here. But then coming up with it to like a sour, from like a dead tongue to all the taste because of like a heavier IPA. Now you've got this complete different sense and the bitterness of it would be so much more bitter, so much more sour than it would have been initially. Yeah. So I think like a sour IPA would probably be a better way than going the other way around. Well, to me, I feel like, what did I say? <laughs> you said... Don't go sour to IPA, but go to IPA to sour. Oh, did I? Oh. I already disagree with myself right now for the exact reasons you mentioned. <laughs> wow. See, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm already like, I'm against myself. I'm going to argue against myself right <laughs> But, like, to me, I, I just feel like, yeah, like an IPA kind of wipes your palate out. Yeah. And you, 
like a, a sour has so many different things going on that you need to know what's going on before it just tastes like mush. Because like, the biggest mistake I ever make is giving people sours after they've already been drinking because they're not in any condition to <laughs> drink that beer or appreciate it. I've had to like drink an entire 22 of like a 70% sour because they're like, this is gross. I'm like, it's great, but you know, I get it. You haven't had one before and like, this is like a lot to put on. And see, and I am down to try anything, which is probably why I don't stick with one genre and I go by name because for me, I think it gives me a better, we'll call it an adventure of what I'm trying to go with. And as a bartender previous life, I didn't like people saying, oh, whatever you want to give me. Because they're going to give you something you're going to get not going to like it. And then you're pissed off I gave you something you didn't like. But now you're going to chug it down because you asked me whatever I would give you. And trying to be nice. When the reality is, I don't know what you drink. You know what I drink. And I will still pull a card other people for baristas. Like, dealer's choice. But the difference is, I will drink literally anything. I almost don't put anything in my mouth, but I stop myself. Like, I'll drink anything. And, like, I'll go for that route because I'm not looking to stick with a specific... Is it called genre or whatever type of beer? Yeah. I mean, at this point, that's kind of where drinking is. Is nobody has, like, their go-to drink anymore. They have what's new, what's something I haven't had before. Yeah. And, like, so for claims sake here, they always put out new beers. Like, they, they rarely remake a beer. So, like, that's pretty exciting. You're like, what am I going to drink? Like, coming <laughs> here is, like, exciting. Nice. Because I'm like, what is going to be there? Like, like what I'm drinking now is this Paremba Punch, which when you start and it's got the milk, sugar, and vanilla, you're like, oh, I'm probably, this is probably going to be a stout. That's probably what that's going to be. And like, guava, vanilla, creme brulee, and like, still sounds like a stout. Like, <laughs> like Imperial Goza. What? What? <laughs> uh, I think guava's the only thing that says, like, I'm not a stout. That's the only thing until you see the word Goza. It doesn't scream. And I have no clue what that even means. <laughs> but like I've had creme brulee stouts okay you know, I've had vanilla stouts milk sugar lactose milk stouts right in there like sea salt okay it's probably gonna be a ghost that's like sea salt guava the only things would indicate that I'm gonna drink what might be a mildly sour beer everything else in that description was screaming stout to me until I got to the end like oh it's a ghost and see and like that's exciting to me because they're using ingredients you wouldn't associate but see you went to what I'll call the science of the beer. You're looking at the ingredients, the flavor notes, and finding out this could be that. And I'm like, mm, I'm not even gonna read that far. I'm looking at two specific things. The first thing that's gonna get me, bless you, is gonna be the name. He only gets one. <laughs> if I look at the name, and the second thing I look at is alcohol content by volume. Yeah. Like that, that's really the only two things I'm looking at. Like, I'm not checking out the name or the price because I know everything's going to be pretty much standard for what's yeah. going to be on that one. And if the name is funny to me or intrigues me or sounds offensive, I'm probably going to buy that. Because someone's going to ask me, what are you drinking? Uh, uh, I'm drinking butt beer. What? Yeah, I don't know. No clue what's in it. But it's like 12% by volume and it's delicious. So yeah. I'm okay. There's certain names that like, are just naturally intriguing. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to drink that. That's how do you not drink an intriguing beer? And, and it's it's fun for you to be able to have that. I mean, I grabbed Rusty Nails. I know what the liquor drink of a Rusty Nail is. This, I didn't even look at it. Then I ordered it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Heavy scotch. Cool, I can do that kind of idea for it. I'm down with that. I like scotch. A darker beer. I don't think 
in the server world that I spend a lot of my life in, I would have ever paired this up with the hazy looking IPA thing that I previously ordered, or this is because it's so oh, yeah, dark. I wouldn't. Like, this is something you normally. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. It's, it's good. I'm it's fine with it. It's very malt forward. It is malt Very malt. Very malt. <laughs> I want to be like, yeah, it's the tannins. The tannins. Yeah. I don't know shit about wine that one up, but all you ever hear people saying is the tannins. Yeah. Fuck you and your tannins. The tannins. <laughs> hey. Yeah. But it's good. I enjoy it. And that, I think, is what I like the most about being able to come to breweries and to go to places like this is because I don't stick with the norm. If this is a bar, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to pay the same price for a Crown and Coke. Here as with anywhere else. I'm in a bar. I'm not going to try anything new. I'm not going to look at cocktails. I'm not going to look at what they're featuring for that day. So, why would I enjoy doing that? You like that, yeah. <laughs> and uh, why would I want to like try something different when I don't I don't drink different liquor? It's just not my thing. So I don't want to. But breweries, like I said, I drink Corona. If I'm gonna go buy a case of it's probably gonna be Corona. My other end of that is I'm from Petaluma. I'm probably gonna buy Lagunas because it's a consistent IPA. There's not much deviation to it. There's not much difference to what I want to drink, and I can have it in my fridge for a long time. Now, anyone that sees the social media posts I do after episodes where I'm recording in the studio and having it done there, I do drink local, predominantly only local, brewed beers. I'll actually come out to the breweries or I'll go out to local stores and I'll buy the local beers. And that's what I'll drink when I'm recording. And that's what I have out there and I make sure that everyone knows that because those are the pictures everyone sees. Those are the cans like you did for the sixth anniversary last night. Yeah, you got to tie yourself to your region. Yeah. You'd be a fool not to. Especially when this region is blowing up more so than anywhere else. I do think San Diego's coming up pretty quickly on the tails though. Yeah. San Diego's breweries are getting huge. I know three people right now that have opened their independent breweries in San Diego that just because it's a thing to do right now. Well, I mean, San Diego has, I think somebody told me a thousand breweries. Oh, yeah. Like, it's nuts out and I can only name Stone, though. Like, it's the only one I know for sure in the area. Yeah, Ballast Point's in there. See, I didn't know they were in there. Yeah, there's a bunch of places. Um, I'm not going to go into names. That's fine. But, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. A lot of the older ones, the ones, like, when you think of the West Coast IPA, that's, people will say it's from Sierra Nevada or it's from Oregon, it's from San Diego. When you think of what you consider to be a West Coast IPA, most likely you're talking about a San Diego IPA. Yeah. So it's just like... There's so many things down there. It's just nuts. And then they all flint, they all leave. Like the brewer leaves to go start his own venture, but it's like three blocks away. And it's just what happened in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Well, they've been around for a lot longer time, but I, I, I understand that the breweries are bigger down that area and everything. And on the past few years, with the legalization of uh, fermentation here in Sacramento since the prohibition, with Greg, like we talked about, from the Gold River Distillery being the first actual uh, place to do it here, fermentation of everything and distillery we have here, it's fantastic. And since that, this has grown up more than I think anyone's expected it to. And I think that's great. And that's why I say I think San Diego's, they've hit their stride. And they, they've, got it, they've gotten bigger. But now, because everyone else wants their own local this and that, it's gotten more to the local breweries. The breweries out here have gotten bigger due to that. 
And now you have people coming down specifically for the Sacramento breweries and doing the beer tastings. Uh, I don't think it's happened yet. And if someone has done it, I apologize. And if they haven't done it, um, throw me a few bucks for the idea. That just come down that for you. But um, brewery tastings. We do wine tastings. Why is there not, like, not a brew bike with a similar idea? Yeah. Where you can go from brewery to brewery within the area of doing that. I mean, I know the barrels are considered having, like, a, a shuttle-type event. Uh, but I think it's just really knowing that it's such a consistent thing you can do week in and week out. I think it's a problem. But I know they have the brewery passport where you can go get a stamp and then like there's rewards yeah. for like getting to breweries and trying stuff. But Again, still, and those you can find on beersandsack.com as well. Yeah. Which is still something you have to do yourself. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know because I think there's just like that there's still that barrier to entry for beer and wine differences you know because like wine's still a 40-20 go out with your friends and spend $400 and that's acceptable. Whereas beer you're like what are you spending $40 at a <laughs> You know like that's still what people are thinking, why are you paying $8 for a beer? Why are you paying $10 for a beer? They're like, oh yeah, absolutely pay $50 for a bottle of wine. But yeah. still that, that still exists. But I think if you get the local breweries in the area to put together a package where you can come in and just do flights, and all the breweries already do flights. So why not have 10 bucks, three flights? 20 bucks, you know, you get six flights or however you want to go far with that. The only thing I don't see that most of the breweries have and they're brilliant for letting someone else do it for them is food. Yeah. And so you have a food truck come in. You have the guy that he has out here with his own food thing. He licenses himself out for doing it. He deals with the city. That's brilliant. So you don't have to worry about like Stone Brewery in San Diego where it's all in house. The massive overhead goes with and it's no longer just a small mom and pop kind of feeling. Now you feel that you're in this big hoity-toity kind of idea for it. But if you've got brewers in the area that you can work out some sort of deal with Uber, which I just heard is apparently evil because they've taken Saudi money. Oh, really? <laughs> Neither here nor there. Just fun facts that no one cares about. <laughs> but, um, and also the brew bikes are my thing. I don't want to pedal while I'm drinking. Doesn't yeah. sound fun. Well, you don't have to now. They're motorized. Which then makes illegal, yeah. Nope, nope, there's the exception. Don't worry, the past law, it's totally fine now to drink and drive as long as you're on one of those. It's totally fine. Brilliant. Awful. But uh, if you, fuck it then, get a brew bike out here, get that guy. Oh my god, don't bring a brew bike out Please don't bring a brew bike out here. Please don't. First of all, I don't know if you know this, the speed limit there is like 50. <laughs> like in Midtown, it's 25, 30. There's a difference. Agreed. But, uh, but please don't bring a brew bike anywhere if we can avoid it. Uh, the, the deal is, for us, it's Sunrise Boulevard. Yeah. Getting around Sunrise. Yeah. That's a bitch. So, someone dig a tunnel. <laughs> I like this idea. Yeah. You can hide kegs, kegs in it. A See? search party. You're good to go. <laughs> I mean, Sacramento has a big hidden underground ghost world whatever. I don't think Rancho does. But... If there's somewhere to work this out where you can get that done, or if Uber works out with, well, they want to have their black or XLs, or whatever. Yeah. I'm thinking in my head, I, I went black and XL and went to porn, and I didn't come back for that real quick. Like, no, it's Uber. We're talking about Uber. <laughs> right. But yes, yeah, the Ubers. And if you can work it out where you can buy a package for five breweries, and it's 
40 bucks a person to go and do. And you get a flight of three beers at each brewery per person. Yeah. And the rock. Or like, or like a pint. Whatever. Or a pint. Yeah, your, your choice. Either get a pint or three flights. Yeah. Some to that extent. And anything on top of that is out of your pocket. So you show up, you want to get more beer, more flights, you pay for it, you're I, done. I think if you let the breweries pick what's in the flights, so they don't have to worry about like choices. Correct. Like, that would be a little easier. And they have a preset menu, but, they, but the issue with that is, again, you have Claimsake, who but, changed but the beers would, on the menu. But they would be the ones creating the menu. Correct. They create the menu. These are the four we're putting out. That's yep. what you're getting today. If it's Wednesday, this is what you're getting. And then what if, you're getting this week. Yeah, and then if you want a different one, it's $5 more upon arrival. For yeah. 5 bucks more, you can pick your own flights. Oh, yeah. yeah, like like a customer. Yeah. But like even like with any other train or bus, you're there for a spend amount of time, and then it's the next place over. Correct. So like, yeah, you can get your flight, but if you want more, that's out of pocket. You know, it's not covered in the fee, but you can go out of pocket for more. I think that's something you could do with here, because most things are lined up along Sunrise. The distillery's along Sunrise. Burning Barrel or Republic, Plain Steak, Thin Line, uh, they're all along Sunrise. But even if you take... Fort Rock's a little bit out of the way, and then... Uh, one more. Oh. Yeah, but you can still get down to the Jackson and come back down towards the uh, Fulton Power Inn area, and if it's still the same time frame, you can still the guys over in that industrial area, like the, uh, was it, Old Glory, or is it Beyond Glory? Glory. 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 So you've got all the glories, man. Well, they, they were they started as Old Glory, yeah. and then were sued. Well, a third of the lawsuit changed the name, so it became New Glory. New Glory, because we have Old Glory here, right? Which also is the second location because there's the other Old Glory, which is what Roseville, or is it in Granite uh, Bay? Granite Bay, but so, it's, still, it's still New Glory. Yeah, <laughs> can't be Old Glory. It's already recalled that, so they got. But were they O L D or O L E? For New Glory. Because this is old, good old times. No, 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 new. Well, it is new now. Right, it was old. O L D, old glory. Because yeah. you could have kind of fought that if you want to pay legal fees, but. Yeah. Or just change your name and call it done. Yeah, pretty much. That's how, we, that's how you have to do it. When you're starting out, it's already so expensive, you don't make any return for like a year and a half. Why would you. Like, let's add legal expenses. Yeah. And let's fight the local people. Let, let's do that. Let's just make this more of an issue where I can't make partnerships and do things, whether or not you're doing, you know, joint brewing ventures with people or joint, you know, anything with them. Let's just isolate myself away from everyone else's also, behavior. Also, you're both likely going to lose. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but, why? And, and, and exactly. Just changing your name, filling out some new forms. Changing your label. It's going to cost them money either way. Is it more expensive to fight it and keep it or just change it and change the label. Knowing you probably won't be able to keep it if yeah. you fight it. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. But that's the idea I have is like if we can work a way that you can get the brewery to have some sort of flight experience. There's a meadery. That's the other thing I forgot. There's meadery? a meadery, meadery in town. <laughs> Alright. Anyway, if you can get yeah, like a bus I don't think you need to go to Jackson because right here like the cutoff is pretty good within Rancho to have like a bus that just comes through every, if you have like, there's five breweries, there's a distillery, there's a meter, so there's six, seven places you can be. So we get four buses that come through every 30 minutes, yeah. boom, pick you up, next spot, boom, next spot. Like, And I think that works out well for birthdays, because you can rent the bus out yourself. Yeah, or just two buses. It's like, hey, it's this time and just this time. Just a consistent it's this, run. This time and this time. And yeah. this time and this time. That's totally fine. Consistent run that bus through and through. And then they know exactly when that bus is coming in. It's coming in at 5.30 today. Yep. 
Now think of it if you can get your was it any birthday parties if you have the bachelorette parties you've got bachelor parties things good but I don't understand not bringing strippers with you guys or girls doesn't matter to me you guys do what you do for your holidays birthdays weddings funerals divorces I love me some strippers single moms I love supporting single moms that's all it is <laughs> college is expensive <laughs> you get that to work through with these people and then you can have an event where you can now sell that package to people. So everyone makes a bit of money off it, and you get places like you've got here at Clamsake where they've got food on site, so that guy's making money. I only assume Clamsake takes a part of what he makes there for letting him be there, but they also want him to be there because it's food. Then you've got like two rivers. They've got food in that same area out for them over there, but they're way out in BFE. Yeah, it's so good. And maybe some racist statements that were made. <laughs> the two rivers? A few, uh, about a year ago. Looking at me like, you have no clue I'm talking about. No clue. I think it was uh, two rivers. The uh, owner of it made some racist statements, and then people stopped going and buying and purchasing. Really? And uh, they stopped selling and feel the source. Uh, my friend worked at uh, River City Pizza. And they had two rivers and they couldn't sell it. People weren't going in there and just nothing was coming in. And if it's not two rivers, I apologize. Um, I'll clarify it in editing. <laughs> and then we'll figure out which one exactly it was. Um, but yeah, one of the owners of the breweries made a very derogatory, I think it was a racist statement, that doesn't reflect anyone who works or works for him. However, that doesn't matter because it reflects directly upon your company and media pushes it down to everyone else. And so, oh, are you talking about 12 rounds? 12 rounds! There we go. Exist anymore. That's 12 rounds. I'm like, two, it was two in there. Yeah. Oh, I was like, Vince? I mean, he's a crazy old kook of a wonderful man, but I don't know about racism. That's 12, yeah. 12 rounds, yes, yes, yes. It was, it was the two that got me in there. Yeah. Yeah, they are no longer around. And that's what the, the pizza place had. It was the 12 rounds, and they knew the guy well, and he was helping them out and made the same. And the only reason I even know two rivers is because they are one of the few breweries in town that does a lot of apple ciders or cider kind of beers. They're the only cidery, yeah. And the only one? I thought some other ones had like ciders in there as well. Was that? I thought other ones had some ciders as well. Is that just the only one? Uh, I don't think so because uh, cider technically is not a beer product. It's a wine product. It requires oh. completely different licensing. Probably like you got to pay for all kinds of different stuff. Like the taxation's different. So, most people, they carry a cider, it'll be because they bought somebody and brought it in. Okay. And see, and I've gone down there because a friend of mine has a hops allergy, so he can't drink beer. Yeah. So, we never go to breweries. I was like, let's go to Rivers. I'm like, I'm down. I'm down. We'll go sit in the outside picnic area, and we'll eat out there, and we'll drink. Totally fine. I've got nothing bad to say about the place. Yeah. Apologize for the discriminatory comments I made two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so... The idea about the breweries versus the bars is really what I'm getting more into, and it's because you have a passion for beer. I have a passion for drinking. (laughs) (laughs) So it really comes down to being able to drink what I enjoy drinking and not going to a bar and feeling like an asshole for buying Crown & Coke. 
Like honestly, if you go to any bar, most people buy the same thing. Like yeah. it, it's it's the bar. What do they drink? The same thing. And then what utterly disappoints me about bars, and we talked about this when we first sat down, is the isolation. So no one can see us because I don't do videos, but we're sitting at the bar on the wall. We have a big red microphone in the middle of us that we're not using. I don't know. But that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's there Check because. The <laughs> don't drink and drive. Is <laughs> there was kind of my flag that you know when you walked in, this was me here as I'm setting things up. And also is a way that other people know that this could be recording things. That did not stop the guy asking if he can come take a bar stool. No. no, good to go. Fine. I mean, to be fair, I don't know why he asked. It was three feet. It was like four feet from us. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's nobody else. Like, there's, 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 there's no one around. Like, yeah. We have cords dangling. There's no cords in that direction. I, but that's fine. Maybe it's all we're good. Use that table eventually. Who knows? Not, not mad at it. He did what he could do, but it's it's isolation within a facility, almost for fear of conversation with anybody else. Now. I can drink at home with my friends and be perfectly fine because I'm at home, I have to go anywhere, and I can take a nap. Right. Good to go. Or I can Postmates some shit up and I'm happy with that. And uh, that's not out for Postmates, it's just the first thing that popped in the head. <laughs> it just, when I go to a bar, I do actually like interacting yeah, with other people. Is- Nobody's going to a bar for like a completely anti-social ex- experience, I think. I disagree, I have friends who do that. But like most people, but there's still an interaction with the bartender who will give you just as much attention as you're looking. For. Yeah. Do you cool. want to? Do you want to talk? They'll probably if it's not busy, they'll talk. But if, it, if you don't want to talk, they'll leave the hell alone. Yeah. And it's like you can check out of the house because like you're in the house for every night. That's sad. <laughs> so like maybe you're going for like the minimal social like the point that I'm not in my house all the time. But then you have the other side of that coin is what if you are drinking every night talking to the bartender? That's also sad. So, there's a flip side each coin when it comes to that. And for me, it comes to, I see things, I see people, I see interesting people. And I consider myself an interesting person. See, he looked up. He thinks I'm interesting too. I was going to laugh. <laughs> Valid response. See, and that's, that's exactly what it comes down to. But I'm out in a social environment because I, I like being social. It's, it's what I am. A uh, nine-to-five job, you interact with the people you work with, and that's it. And that's your safe bubble, or you hate your bubble, or whatever it might be. And when I'm out in public, is because I enjoy the noise. I enjoy the people. I enjoy hearing other people's conversation, and I also enjoy interacting with other people. Because I say fucked up things on purpose. It's not like it's a Freudian slip. I purposefully say things that are awkward and inappropriate and really ill-advised for most people, that can't protect themselves or aren't above five foot seven. And it's really to get interaction with people in a bar and social environment. And it takes me out of my norm because I don't know who they are. I don't know how they're gonna react to me. I can easily offend people. I offend a lot of people. It's kind of what I do. It's not a purposeful thing. It just happens. But I, I am comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I put myself in that situation, so when I come to bars, that's why I do that. 
and even requesting to come and meet with you and do a podcast with you. We don't know each other personally. No. You could have told me to go fuck myself, and I would have been like, okay. <laughs> that's reasonable. That's a reasonable response. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. I love a little get about podcasts, I think. It's like the amount of rejection you get. Yeah. Like, just, you can't be mad about it. No. You're asking, hey, give me your time. What's the pay? Oh, nothing? Okay. Like, you can't be mad. No. There's... But I think that's where podcasting comes into a fun front for a lot of people. There's a caveat that as well. I do feel that people that are already anti-social do still hide behind a microphone and are afraid for social interaction. I don't care. Put me in front of everyone. I will deal with what I can deal with. I'll say what I can say and do what I can do. And so I think that's where it comes to the breweries being a fun place for me is because I'm already out of my norm. They don't have Corona on tap, so I can't order a Corona. And if I ask for a Corona, I'm a dick. Yeah, glare at, <laughs> like con- just confused looks. Yeah. It, but you gotta come and try something new every time, and maybe you get the same thing twice if it's still on tap when you come the next time. Yeah. Maybe it's a beer that that was really done well or they brew it every year or something like that for a special, yeah. like you're talking about in your last episode where they they keep missing the uh, range for, for yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's a possibility but it puts you out of your norm for what you would normally drink you're trying something new and you're interacting with people that want to be there and it's a fun time I think that is where beers around the area and breweries around the area for me here in Sacramento makes it a more fun atmosphere to be in and just be comfortable being uncomfortable because I have no clue what this Rusty Nails is going to be you thought you were getting a different beer than you were going to get. Yeah. You're not mad at it. You're like, aren't I'm good? Well, I'm just saying the, the descriptor is like a lot of the words, but you still read it and you're like, okay, I know what it's going to be, but <laughs> that's me. Like, <laughs> I know you're not, like, I'm not going to read all this gobbledygook underneath this name. I have to read and read? This is 8.7, is that right? Is it? 9%. Pretty good. Pretty good guess. <laughs> I, Rusty Nails. Sounds like it's going to be a pretty intense beer in the name. I assume because it was darker, it's going to be heavier. Yeah. That also is back to porn. <laughs> Out of pocket. But you have been around breweries more than I have, and you've actually been able to talk to the owners and interact with, I'm assuming, some of the patrons as well. Yeah. And would you agree that it's more fun to go out to a brewery where you don't know what you're going to get? Besides the asshole in front of you <laughs> doing the huh what am I going to get I mean yeah there's, there's always that excitement for a brewery of what's new on tap have I been here before what's the staff like that's super exciting as for a bar you know they're going to have the things they know work like yeah. there's, the, there's really not a lot of craft there is craft whiskey but not really you know you're going to get Jack Daniels. You're not gonna be like, well, what's the new whiskey you got in? You know, it's not gonna. You're not gonna get anything. Like, what are you talking about? We have Jack. What are you? <laughs> Same bottle we've had for ten years. Yeah. Let's go. What? So like, there's a difference for sure. Okay. Like, I think that's where it comes from. Is you can and like and and so for bars you. For bar friendship, like for conversation, you're going to talk to people who are probably there all the time because they're comfortable. They're going to reach out to you. They're going to 
I talk to you. But for beer, it's an easier conversation because it's always it's new for everybody. Where you're in there, it's, it's new for everybody. Whereas a bar, it's like everything's pretty similar to another bar you've been to. Yeah, and I found there's not, a, there's not a uniqueness to it to spur a conversation with a stranger. Correct, and, and I don't find as easy to spark a conversation with random people in a bar because that's what I do. Um, sitting at a bar sometimes or in a bar setting because the people that are fun to talk to are outside yeah. in a smoker area. Yeah. I don't smoke. Me neither. I do sit in a smoker area and talk to people though. Right, I'll stand out there. Yeah, and it's because they have some great conversations out there. There's good people that are talking out there and it's like conversations over the cigarettes and they're drinking and then they just stay there because they can drink and spark up another one and smoke some more. So I spend more time in bars and smoker areas talking to people and getting to know people. And if I'm at a new location, if I am in SoCal, if I'm in... I've spent a lot of time actually all over this country. Smoker areas more populated than the non-smoker area and they're more welcoming. And it's awkward to be a non-smoker in a smoker area. I look like a guy that just quit. Yeah. It's just trying to get like a fix. What you got? What you got there? Yeah, menthols. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I miss, I miss them every day. Uh, <laughs> deep, yeah. deep cuts. Yeah. Well, something about like for me, like as a comedian, like it's somebody used to be out to smoke here because there's like a reason. I'm like out there to like clear my head or like get away from the crowd. Or like if you're at a concert, it's like, oh, this is typically where the band walks through as well, so it's like a chance to like do that. So there's reasons to be in the smoking areas and not smoking for me personally. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know how you do it. Just, I'm just going to be out here not smoking. What are you guys doing? Smoking? Cool. Cool beans, guys. James Dean. I mean, a lot of people probably quit that after high school, but you're still going. Look at you. Look at you. Still. No one has a quitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I grew up in a household where my, my parents smoked nonstop, and so I, I'm accustomed to it. I never took on smoking. In college, I'd make the occasional cigarette or prime time because they were classy as shit. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. They are flavored cigarettes. Oh, beautiful. Everybody wants that. Yeah. So essentially, it was like hookah in a stick. Oh. You can have like... Great. You can have strawberry, raspberry cigarettes, which is uh, another reason why I laugh at people talking about how vape is so bad, which I agree. It's an asshole thing. I don't like vape, and I don't like the assholes that, I don't care if it's tobacco or it's weed, that are smoking and then go, it's just water vapor. Okay. Let me break this down for you really quick. You have a, cla- a glass vial of THC concentrate or tobacco concentrate, but typically THC. That is also flavored with some fucked up bubble gum because you're a child. This now gets heated with some sort of heating element. You then put it into your mouth, into your lungs, and then blow it out. And you're telling me you don't know why I'm upset because it's just water. <laughs> I took chemistry. I took a lot of chemistry. Like, a lot. I could probably go back right now and take two classes in an exam and actually have... A degree in uh, chemistry and uh, biology. But you want to tell me that this vial of THC water you're smoking is just water vapor and you don't know why I'm angry at you. Yeah, because water doesn't smell like weed and bubble gum. 
just gonna say this, and you don't understand. But if your body does not drinking water, like tasting notes, weed and bubblegum, <laughs> not flavorless, odorless liquid. That's not what it says. It says weed and bubblegum right on the bottle, right yeah. on there. Yeah. Go open your Evian, wherever you're drinking. <laughs> it's, look at the notes. It says weed, weed and bubblegum. Bubble so really, why are you getting so upset? <sighs> I'm an asshole. Also, it's like it's just water vapor. I'm like, you mean steam? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've asked him like, sorry, sorry, this is smoke. What you're blowing out is smoke. <laughs> it is different. And the question I asked them is, so your body is more special than anyone else's body in terms of you can take toxins and pollutants in, you can then filter everything out completely. And then, and then exhale nothing but what you call water vapor, which is smoke. Yeah. You can do that. That's fucking it's magic. Pure, pure extract. Not even Jesus could do that. <laughs> if you believe in Jesus, great. Jesus turned water into wine. He's a frat boy. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things that it throws me off, and I can spend a fucking day talking about vaping. Hipsters and. What a surprise! You don't know that I vape. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I just feel that the social aspect of bars is limited to the smoke area, which really is, or vape area, you fuckers. What do you want to call it? But the breweries have a more internal social area. Yeah. I I'm sitting here. And I don't see people leaving to go smoke. Maybe they're non-smokers. That's a good possibility. Maybe they are smokers, but they're inside having a good time that want to have to smoke. And I have gauged everyone pretty hard here since we sat down. And there's been five couples at the bar that are only introverted to themselves. I guarantee you right now I can go up to one of them and have a conversation and be totally okay with doing it and not feel that I'm offending them or I'm going to get hit. Also, I've never been hit before by doing this. There's a first time for everything. Right. I, I do understand that. But it looks like a welcoming crowd of people. I don't see someone getting super shitty and about to yell at someone. Yeah. There's a guy hanging out reading a book behind you. Pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen them in a few different places before. So, I, I can't imagine. It just... I've also seen four tracksuits today. Was that? Four tracksuits. Nice. Well, it's Sunday, you know. <laughs> I don't know what that means as far as tracksuit wearing is concerned. Maybe they're out running. Love a tracksuit. Maybe they're, they're mobsters. I don't know. You never know. I, I've heard Rancho Cordova kind of has that going. Could be. For the Italian or the Russian? I, d- I have not clarified that particular <laughs> issue. Um, it's more like kind of... You know, as you get from Rancho to the Elk Grove transitional area. Uh, that's just what I've heard. Uh, and I, I'll so take that. What you hear is a bunch of bullshit, so. I talk to a lot of people in bars, so I don't believe 90% of what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of where I'm going. But, all right, so, we'll close with that. Where can we find your podcast? I know you're on Podbean, but uh, where can everyone find you? Of me, of the podcast is you know iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, 
places that conglomerate podcasts. If there's one that you use that's not on, let me know. I'll get it on there. No big deal. I can't be keeping up with all the podcast apps. Who knows? Uh, follow it. Uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Barley and Me Pod. Uh, comedian Ben Rice on Twitter also. Um, Where's your next show coming up? Uh, I got actually a, here in the Barrel District. Every second Monday of the month, I'm at Old Republic doing industrial strength comedy. It's uh, Industry Night Monday. So they nice. get a discuss for industry, food truck. Industry. For those who don't know, what's Industry Night? I don't know. It's people that work like, you know, bar, the beer industry, the bar industry, service industry. Hospitality. Hospitality across oh. the board. Because there's casinos here, I guess. They're allowed to be in there. Yeah, basically if you're in the service industry, hospitality industry, come on by, get a discount on your drinks. Um, do an hour-long comedy show at 7 o'clock, totally free. Nice. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, just a bunch of comics doing like 10 minutes each. Just entertain you for showing up. Nice. Uh, it's not a good sales pitch. That was a terrible sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll have this on thehermanjames.com. I'll put it on there for you as well. We'll also have the itinerary for Old Republic in the description for the podcast. So definitely check out the description here. It's going to be within there as well. We're also going to find all of his uh, handles, Instagram and Twitter on there as well. You'll find everything you need to have. If you have any questions about where he's going to be or what shows he's promoting for uh, comedians, Check out his Facebook. Check out his Instagram. Check out his MySpace. I don't think you have MySpace. I do. Uh, uh, so I have MySpace too. I, have, I don't know the password. Look, here's the thing. Uh, I don't actually use it. It's clearly, I haven't used it. Don't know the password. But I didn't delete it. Because when you create gold, you don't throw it away. Uh, so username, hung like a My Little Pony. First of all, great name. Great name. You're not going to get rid of that. Oh, so, that's awesome. And that's really, first and last, that's the reason it still exists. <laughs> still proud of it. Still very, very proud of that. Yeah. It's, it's good. I, I, saw, I made a MySpace for uh, the HermanJames.com and for the rent on there. We have it on there because it's MySpace. Who can't? Although I'm very offended, Tom is not my friend. What is your intro music? Intro music for that? I didn't actually. Actually, didn't no. Any I, music? The music I have is the same intro music that I've got for the podcast here. Okay. Just the Stay on brand. Do, 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 do. Stay on brand. Yeah. So we're gonna go on brand for it. Uh, I'm offended that Tom's not my number one fan on there and one friend. So that that's hurtful a little bit. Is there still a top eight on there? Do you get a figure top eight? I don't think there is. I tried to find it. I didn't see. It, but they've sold it twice. Yeah. So it's hard to see on there. But it. it it's still on there. It's still there. What is the incentive of MySpace <laughs> for, for anything right now? It, it, it turned into strictly um, music and movies, and then they abandoned that really, really quickly. And so it's like a ghost town. Yeah. I think the favorite old school references I can use are MySpace and the dirty.com. <laughs> what a mess. It was a mess. If you guys know what the dirty is, it was a shit-talking website on everybody. It was a fun time. If it still exists, check it out, thedirty.com. <laughs> and if they don't exist... It's been sold three times. Uh, yeah, exactly. Probably by uh, Worldstar. Yeah. Uh, that sounds about right. It's now just pictures of trash cans with, like, overflow. It's really gross. It's a good day, though. Yeah. So uh, make sure to check out uh, the description, get all of the podcast information, and you're going to see this in... Uh, 
dhermanjames.com. We'll also have a whole bunch of social media posts coming up. We'll make sure everyone sees the upcoming shows as well as any podcasts that are going to be out there. So just Google like I did, Barley and Me podcast. You will see that that podcast is the top podcast and it's like, ooh, someone died again. If you all search top Sacramento podcast, apparently, it totally works. Tag Sacramento podcast, and you got it on there. SNR is giving it to you, so we are in podcast royalty. Yeah, yeah he's wearing a tiara. I'll he be is. in Sacramento magazine soon. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs>
he also brews the beer. Yeah, yeah, start to finish. They get the things done. So go out, enjoy the fucking environment, enjoy the people. It's not expensive, it's not that hard, get out of the norm. Have fun in the real world, drink some beer, you won't even have to get fucking smashed. And guess what? One beer is a lot cheaper than most places can charge you for your fucking call, your top shelf, and even some fucking well drinks. And you know what? You can tell them what you want to drink and how you like to drink it. And they can probably pair some shit up with you. You know what goes well with that? Fucking food. They can pair this shit up with the food. They've got food trucks on site if they don't have their own goddamn kitchen. It is something different and something new. It is a great way to just be a part of your local environment and your community. Why not participate? Get the fuck out of your house. Put that fucking massively produced MGD, your fucking Bud Light, Coors Light, even Corona, and I love me some Corona, and go enjoy something out in the community with people. Bring one person, bring no people. Just get the fuck out of your house. Get out of your head and enjoy the world around you. Because it's not guaranteed you're gonna be here tomorrow, so why not enjoy today to the fullest? Go support your local environment and go support your local business owners by going to a local brewery and having a good time. Well, that's all the time we've got for this episode. I want to thank Ben for coming out with me and meet me up at Claimsake Brewery. I want to thank Claimsake Brewery for supplying us with the beers and allowing us to record in their brewery during business hours. It was a really fun event for us and it was a really good experience. Uh, I know the audio sounds a little bit here and there, for it, but that's what we get when we're out in public. I also want to thank my dogs, literally my dogs, in the room with me right now. They're both snoring, so if you hear a little bit of uh, that in the background, it's... It's life. Those are the dogs. Those are uh, the fur babies, as their girl wants to call them. So uh, they're always here with me. They uh, they go everywhere we go. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, for sharing, for liking, for subscribing. I really appreciate the feedback you guys have been giving. That's why the podcast has been growing so big. We've got so many different topics, and we're going so far so fast. I appreciate all the feedback. Make sure to tune in for next week and sign up at thehermanjames.com. We've got a giveaway coming up. And to learn what the prize is going to be, you have to tune into the next episode to be the first one to hear what's going to be given away for you. Again, sign up at thehermanjames.com. Put in your name, email, address, and submit. We'll get things out to you. Don't forget to check out our friends at the No Phony Podcast Network at nophonynetwork.com and get your podcast marketing checklist at thehermanjames.com. Get on the map. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait to be in yours next week.